We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. This is a crazy day that keeps getting crazier and crazier (laughs) by the minute, by the second. We're going to try to tackle it all for you. Of course, we have the NFL trade deadline, which is going to expire in just about an hour. Crazy, crazy moves that we will get to in just a moment. But as we thought, we were just going to be focusing only on the NFL today, Perloff, and college football Here comes the NBA from the top rope because (laughs) the Nets are a never-ending disaster. There is no bottom with this team. And they fired their head coach, Steve Nash, today. And you know what? Steve Nash wasn't a very good coach. He was a great player and a two-time MVP, but Perloff, he wasn't a great coach. But that is just the tip of the iceberg on everything that is exploding around the Nets. First of all, Ime Udoka, who is the suspended coach of the Boston Celtics, is now expected to take over. This is happening at lightning speed. Udoka ended up serving a suspension that was supposed to be a year, so now it lasts about, what, three weeks, maybe? We never got the full story of why he was suspended. We know it was an inappropriate relationship. We think there was also some demeaning language that was being used. Like, the public has never gotten the full accounting of what happened with Ime Doka and the Celtics. And then swirling around the whole story as if that wasn't enough, you have Kyrie Irving who has put himself in the middle of a hailstorm because of posts that he has put out on social media. He has doubled down on dangerous conspiracy theories spouted by Alex Jones, the disgraced conspiracy theorist, and he has also not apologized or retracted any of the anti-Semitic uh, tropes and the imagery and any of that that he promoted uh, on his social media when he promoted a certain book and movie that's out right now yep. that essentially demeans Jews, denies the Holocaust, um, you know, links Judaism to satanic worship, all these stereotypes that have been used over and over again to demean Jewish people. This is a firestorm for the Nets. Well, the only thing I might disagree with you on is that is Steve Nash a bad head coach because the <laughs> that's Nets didn't, what you want to go to. Well, because the Nets <laughs> didn't run any play. Yeah, and my point being that I I would be very surprised if Emi Odoka can use the same coaching abilities that he had in Boston with a young team first team with these selfish guys in Brooklyn. You watch the Nets play; they clearly aren't running any plays. Yeah. it's iso ball, iso ball, iso ball. How do we know that that's Steve Nash or is that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? I, I think my point was maybe it's a player problem, and I wonder because Adoka did such an amazing job in Boston. I feel like this is the worst job in the NBA well, because you have to form- coach Irving. And I know he was there; he was a former Nets assistant, right? but he wasn't the head coach. And he was, you know, they're not; they don't listen to their coach. Will they listen to him? Maybe if they listen to him, they'll get a little better. Also, I don't think it's a very good team. I, I think after you have. Kyrie, who's an unbelievably talented offensive player, plays no defense. You have Kevin Durant, who's still unbelievable, but getting a little older. And then wanted who? a trade. Then who? Then you have nothing. You have yeah. their third leading scorer is Nick Claxton, who is a disaster on offense and is exactly the kind of player you don't use in the NBA. Obviously, Ben Simmons, I'm a Sixers fan. I know how bad he is. He's never going to contribute. And now never. he's missed two straight games with a knee issue. He's never going to be anything than a role defensive player. And maybe Joe Harris, but... I don't see Adoka pulling the same kind of magic he did, taking that Celtics team to the finals long before we thought he would. I, I think it's a messy team, and it starts with Kyrie Irving. I heard a great line the other day from my shooting coach, Paul yeah. Vitelli, okay. basketball shooting coach. He said— You have a shooting coach? Oh, yeah. I, out of nowhere. 
Uh, yeah. Out of nowhere, he says to me, you know, I think LeBron James' greatest accomplishment on the court was to actually win a championship with Kyrie Irving <laughs> on his team because Kyrie <laughs> will not win anywhere. And I think that is so true. I think that's the bottom line. I'm not even talking about the social stuff. Kyrie is such a me-first guy, mm -hmm. and he's a leader on that team. So if that's your leader, how are you ever going to get all the guys to be going in one direction? Seems like an impossible task for me. Well, you're so right about all of that. And if, you know, I think that, like, ask yourself, like, is this the kind of leader you would want? And, like, for any of the good things that Kyrie Irving has done off the field, bringing, you know, spotlight to social injustice and things like that, I think for many people, and I'll say for myself, a lot of that has been washed away now because of what he's promoting on social. Like, this is the thing about the Nets. They're a fire. They're in a hailstorm right now. This is a total dumpster fire. But now I could care less because they yeah, are I'm enabling Kyrie Irving because even though their owner, Joe Sy, the governor, whatever you call it, came out and, uh, you know, condemned the statement well, that seemed to be pretty toothless yeah. because you condemned it. But when the team needs real leadership right now, where is anybody? Sean Marks has been, the GM has been cut off at the knees because Kevin Durant wanted a trade. He's been basically <sighs> rendered totally, you know, I'm not going to say useless, but he doesn't have the leadership qualities. His voice isn't going that far. KD never wants any part of this stuff. Kyrie is the wrong person to be filling the void, a leadership void. And the the governor owner, Josiah, is nowhere to be found except for on Twitter. So, like, who's going to step in and actually take control of the situation? Wait, sorry. As surprised as you are that I have a shooting coach, what does this governor mean? He's called the governor of yeah, the team? Yeah, they don't say owners anymore in the NBA. It's governors now. Uh, it's like James Dolan oh, like is the governor. Jeannie Buss is the governor of the Lakers, right? That oh changed like two years ago. Hello, governor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Different kind of governor. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's weird. But anyway, yeah, I, I, again, I agree. Kyrie, they never stood up to him before. They had a lot yeah. of chances to step in and say that. And the fact that KD requested a trade and they couldn't even trade him, what does that say about where KD is? Don't you think he's going to want out again? I'm Part Oof. of me reads a story. Uh, the, Adoka makes me a little nervous. As a Sixers fan of that division, I think he's a real good coach. No, he is a good coach, obviously. But I was also thinking, wow, maybe Kevin Durant will shake free out of all this and be gone by the trade deadline and add himself to a contender. Now, they're 2-5 and five right now. If they don't turn around, they have a losing record at the trade deadline, maybe KD will get out of there. I mean, can you imagine adding him to a real team? That would be amazing. Yeah, but the only thing about KD and like any of his trade situation is it was hard enough to trade him in the off season. I know yep. it wasn't an ideal time of the off season, but in theory, almost every team could have been in play there at the trade deadline. You don't have every team in play. So are you going to get the best possible mm -hmm. offer? I mean, you might get a team that's a little more desperate, you know, maybe KD takes a little bit firmer of a stance here. Like, Hey, I won't play unless you trade me, which was always the thing he would not do. But where's KD on any of this stuff? Well, I, I stopped looking to KD to have, like, a real backbone on anything a long time ago. He's yeah. a great player, but in terms of, like, him understanding that you're the number one guy and, like, everyone's going to follow you and lead you, he wants no part of it. Charles Barkley is totally right about that. Yeah, I mean, but one thing, though, Bus about rider. the trade, remember they traded James Harden at the trade deadline last yeah. year. and He openly uh, quit on the court. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean but... that's what it took. Harden <laughs> just straight up quit in a game in Sacramento. Well, KD tried the classy trade request yeah. way. That didn't work. Maybe he'll <laughs> openly quit. And honestly, you watch a team so far this year, even though they beat the Pacers last night, barely. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Pacers. This team, he, you, he could openly quit and you might not even realize it because the, the, the team's not quitting. playing. The team's not playing very well if they continue to lose, which I don't th I think they'll get better. I think 
they were not listening to Steve Nash. That's clear. They'll listen to Ime Adoka, at least in the short term, but there'll be a little bump there. But I wonder if they're really, really losing, where does this team go in February? What do they look like in February? Will KD leave? How, like you said, how do we know what he feels about Kyrie? And they are friends. No, they're, they're friends. And like, you know, with friends like that, I, if one of my friends was promoting the kind of things, yeah. whether I worked with them or didn't, was promoting those kinds of things on social media, I would no longer be friends with them because that's a disgrace. And that's not healthy dialogue. You know, that's not like you you can talk these things out. But what Kyrie is doing, doubling down on, failing to take accountability for, like he does not want to see how much damage and hurt these things are doing to people. Yeah. And it's like he he's like in a fog, like, like, what are you talking about? I don't have a big influence. It's like you have 17 million Instagram followers or whatever, 4 million Twitter followers. You put stuff out there. It, people are going to think you're endorsing it. Of course, it's a promotion. You know, he took issue with a reporter, Nick Friedel from ESPN, basically saying you're promoting this. He's like, no, I'm not. It's like, well, what would you call it? You put it on your social media. If it, if you're not condemning it, you're endorsing it. Yeah. And so that's, I think a lot of, if I were KD, listen, I'm going to tell him what to do. But I mean, you got to really have a, think that you would want to have a talk with a friend. If a friend was posting that, wouldn't you want to say like, hey man, what's going on? Why are you posting these lies? Well, actually, let's not even just put it on KD. Why doesn't the team cut him? Oh, they could if they Why, wanted to. I mean, to. I'm sure they can't trade him right now, this week. Why does the league say something? I'd say something real. Or they, just... they put out a statement over the weekend. They didn't call out Kyrie Irving by name. And I think the league has been toothless here too. What I see happening is that the NBA wants the Nets to take care of it. And the Nets want the NBA to take care of it, right? Like, this happens in the NFL all the time when you're talking about yeah. suspensions. You know, they want the league to handle it. The team, you know, the league wants the team to handle it. And eventually, like, what ends up happening? Nothing. You know, when the Heat suspended Myers Leonard, who I know is not the same caliber of players, Kyrie, and I know that plays into it, but they suspended him for a week and fined him $50,000 because he used uh, an anti-Semitic slur. Like, you can do this if you want to. The Nets would be totally within their right to punish him. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, honestly, the Kyrie Irving era has got to be done. I was in Brooklyn when they traded for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Darren Williams. Oh, yeah. And they had high expectations. Really oh, yeah, high. Definitely. We, I don't think people realize how old Pierce and Garnett were and how bad Darren Williams is. Darren Williams, who honestly, is a big part of that Redeem Team documentary, by the way. Oh, interesting. But... It's it's hard when you put together a super team to realize that it's dead. And I think the Nets, the Nets put so much. Everyone, we all thought they were going to win the title. We thought this was the greatest coup any team had ever pulled off to get KD and Kyrie in the shadow of Madison Square Garden. As the Knicks continued to fail, the Nets were this great victor. I think they're having trouble letting go of that and realizing where they really are. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, it just hasn't worked, and like for a variety of reasons, and some that were may have been foreseen, and others that were completely unforeseen. Yeah, I mean, you probably should have seen Kyrie being a mess. <sighs> I mean... I mean, <sighs> he broke up in... He, Broke up the Cavs with LeBron. How dumb do you have to be to not make a team? I, I don't know, know if it was all he eventually like apologized for it and said he was wrong about it. Like, he did see the error of his ways there. Yeah. But uh, The Celtics was obviously a disaster. Yeah, I mean, this is for a totally different reason. Like, I think that, like, this has crossed over into a new, like, a new threshold where we wouldn't, we shouldn't be okay with this, you know? Right, right. But from a sports standpoint, though, he, regardless of his political views, he yeah. causes problems on the court. I mean, just directly on the court, teams with him do not have long-term success. So, except for that one year with the the Cavs. Yeah. 
So it, whatever is going on off the court is leaking onto the court. Where I think that, that that's obvious to see. I, that's going to be a great team to watch because what Joko's a good coach. What if he all of a sudden starts winning? Then maybe it'll go away. Because I'm sorry, that's just how we are. No, I know winning is the deodorant. But I have a sense that at some point Kyrie is going to take this even further or do something different. You know, once you're uh, once you're like this, you're going to start making other mistakes. Well, you know what's going to the only thing that really like ends up moving people to do something, to do anything, is sponsors. Sponsors applying pressure. You know, people who do advertising with the Brooklyn Nets, people who are in business with the Brooklyn Nets, because clearly the Nets could have done something if they wanted to. They clearly don't want to do anything, or they're afraid to, they're tiptoeing around Kyrie Irving, all of that stuff. It'd be, it's just the sponsors and the season ticket holders yeah, and people yeah, like yeah. that who make the teams act. Yeah, we know that from the NFL. I know. That's and, the, the blueprint for the NFL discipline process. Hey, what do you think the sponsors think? Yeah, and so far, silence. And that's a shame. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, so we've got that going on today. I mentioned this is a busy, busy day. The most unexpected NFL trade just went through. <laughs> I could give you a hundred guesses and you would not come up with this. I promise you we'll get to it in just a moment. Again, you're welcome to weigh in at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. This is the Maggie and Perloff show, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the absolutely free Odyssey app. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. Oh, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to figure out if this was sad dad music or Maggie's music. <laughs> sad Maggie music. Uh, You're welcome. No, this is definitely, this is sad dad music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's early 2000s rock, Interpol, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strokes. That's, uh, <laughs> you want to claim it? All right, Oh, ahead. no, we, we definitely get Karen in the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that anyone cares, but. <laughs> it's our uh, wedding song. <laughs> this was? No, no, but a yeah, yeah, yeah song. Uh, so, there, Maggie T's the one trade you never would have expected. I will. I could give you a hundred guesses yeah, you wouldn't have gotten. This. I will actually double this up because I will say this is also the player most responsible for the Philadelphia Eagles arguably being the best team in the NFL. And because of this guy's idiotic move, the Philadelphia Eagles are now 7-0 and <laughs> in a position to win the NFC. So the player we were talking about is Atlanta Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley got traded today <laughs> so, <laughs> to the Jaguars. You know the story. Right before the offseason, the Eagles had Calvin Ridley. Yes. It was going to be either a first-round pick or a second-round pick. Deal was done. Right. Then the Falcons mysteriously pulled out. Yep. Five days later, it was announced that Calvin Ridley would be suspended. For betting on games. He yeah. did a five-team parlay. Yes. And one then, of them was the Falcons, ironically, playing the Jags, as Samter told us. Move ahead to draft day. Eagles trade their pick to the Titans, get A.J. Brown. That would have been Calvin Ridley's spot. Now Calvin, Calvin Ridley goes to the Jaguars. Maggie, can you explain the terms of this strange, strange trade? Um, I mean, you basically have to beautiful mind this thing out. I'm going to try not to confuse everybody, but it's really confusing. <laughs> so Ian Rappaport is reporting uh, okay, so Calvin Ridley, who hasn't played, and before that, let's not forget, was like taking time off for some mental health reasons. If he gets reinstated by a certain date, it's going to be worth a 2023 fifth-round pick. Otherwise, it's a sixth. If he makes the team in 2024, it's at least worth a fourth. If he hits playing time milestones, it's worth a third. If Jacksonville gets a long-term deal done, it's worth a second. <laughs> so maybe a second, maybe a sixth-round pick. Who the hell knows? Calvin Ridley got traded today. Yeah. I didn't even know you could trade a suspended player. I thought that was impossible. 
that's just one of the crazy trades that happened today. We're going to dive more into them uh, because yeah. this has been a wild trade deadline. But we also have competing news here from the NBA, which is that the Nets have fired Steve Nash. Ime Udoka is expected to take over. Speaking of guys on suspension, so he's a coach who's being, who was suspended by the Celtics, now is going to be the new Nets head coach as the entire franchise tries to figure out this firestorm that's been started by Kyrie Irving as he was promoting Alex Jones, just dangerous conspiracy theories about occults and secret societies and new world orders, and also promoting a documentary and book that has seriously, seriously damaging and hurtful anti-Semitic stereotypes in it. Let's go to Big Dave. He's in Kentucky Dave, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. As always, guys, you know, for the first time in a long time, this Kyrie Irving thing, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. I, you know, I've never been as distraught over something that doesn't directly impact me at all. Yeah. I'm not Jewish. I don't, I don't know very many Jewish people. But first, I hope the Nets sucked. From now on, I hope they never win another game. Yeah. If anyone, anyone to bring Kyrie Irving in to start with, being the Fruit Loop that he is, and and you know he's he's trashed every franchise he's been part of it. So that that alone is reason enough to suck from now on. But also the simple fact that they're not going to do anything. There's going to be no retaliation to him whatsoever. And here's the third thing, you know, in this era of social justice that he has been front and center in, now he has he has set that back, in my opinion, light years by his actions because what if these comments had not hadn't been anti Semitic? What if they had what if they had been questioning the validity of whether or not that there was ever slavery? I wonder what I wonder what the, the tenor would be for that today. So I'm I'm gonna hang up and, and listen, but this is just this is this is beyond description for me. But enjoying the show is all guys. Yeah, well, Thank Big you, Dave. Dave, appreciate that. And I think you're right. Like people are distraught by this because Kyrie is not showing any kind of like he's clearly not showing any remorse for this. Like he doesn't yep. feel like he's done anything wrong. He doesn't feel like he's promoting any of these things, even though he's putting it on his social media. He's been really defiant about it, and also kind of insinuating that like it's the media who's kind of like out to get him, which is just not taking accountability for the things that you yourself put on your own social media platforms, which to me, it it is really disheartening. And I think big Dave is right. Like you don't have to be Jewish or live in a Jewish community to be offended by this. We should all be offended by it. Just like you don't have to be black or African-American to be offended by racism. We should all be offended by it. You don't have to be gay to be offended by homophobia. We all should be offended by it. I think that's why this is, people are distraught over this. Yeah, and also Kyrie has this history of loving to be a contrarian. Mm -hmm. Part of it, you could tell he enjoys this. He likes being... The flat earth stuff. Yeah, the flat earth stuff. So that, that is part of this. I think Kyrie's quirk about being this conspiracy guy who knows more than you do, he's not alone. Listen, there's probably a lot of athletes, not on this particular issue, who feel foul conspiracy theories. And just people in general. Yeah. yeah. So, but his, this, his platform. He's huge. always been like this. He's yeah. always just been wanting to be the smartest person in the room. But in this way, it's a really kind of a disgusting way. Yeah. So I agree with Big Dave. I'm rooting against the Nets. I mean, does anybody want to see the Nets? First of all, is I don't think there are many Nets fans 
anyway. There's some. They're going to be fewer today. Yeah, I think there may be some in New York, but I don't think nationally there are a lot of Nets fans. Because the Nets, remember, they were New Jersey. Nobody liked that New Jersey Nets team. You you might like the Lakers or the Knicks or the Celtics. I never met a neutral Nets fan, and they're not a lot of local fans, so nobody's going to care if they win or lose. Yeah, the one thing is it, it, it's not like your average sports villain, though. The Yankees, the Lakers, Notre Dame, you know, right. the, those kind of like the teams you love, you love to hate, you know, depending on yeah. which side of it you're on. This to me, like the stakes are too high here to just have like regular sports, like, oh, they're Duke basketball. You know, it's like, oh, everyone hates Duke and everyone yeah. hates Christian Leitner. You know, this is, the stakes here are really high because of what Kyrie Irving is putting out there. Mm. Like this is not your average sports scandal, yeah. you know? It, it feels a lot, like it could be a lot more damaging than that. Uh, let's go to JJ in California. Hey, JJ. Hey, what's going on? I, I wanted to talk about this yet. With uh, Kyrie, I knew something was going to happen with this guy. It just seems like, you know, there he, he expects the red carpet to be rolled. He's like a celebrity, you know. It's like there's something wrong with him. I, I know he smokes weed, but, I mean, he's like, he's far gone. Like, he, you can't tell him nothing, nothing. You can't even talk to him. You hear that reporter trying to talk to him. I mean, he's he's just a, he just wants to go out there and be recognized for him dribbling the ball around and shooting the ball and Go home, and that's it, man. He He's cool on everything else. Well, JJ, that's the thing, know. though. He wants to be seen as much more than a basketball player, clearly, right? Like, he doesn't want to just be defined as being a basketball player. He doesn't want to be put in a box. He doesn't want to be labeled, yet by while he doesn't want to be labeled, he's perfectly fine labeling other people. If you're going to promote right, these right, anti-Semitic right. things, you have no problem painting other people with this terrible brush, but you yourself don't want to get put in a box. You claim you love all religions. He, you post things Maggie, that are anti-Semitic. I don't anti-Semitic. think he wants to be nobody else, though. I don't think he wants to be something different, like, you know, Malcolm X or something. He don't want to be nothing like that. I think he just talks out the side of his neck. You know, like, he just, just says little things and promotes little things, and then when the heat comes down on him, he just, like, buffs up. You know, like, yeah. I don't know, it just seems like, that's why him and LeBron didn't get along, because LeBron was from the hood, and he's from the suburbs. So I mean, it's just a, they're just different, you know what I mean? And he acts like that too. Like you can't you can't talk to that dude. You can't tell him nothing. Even LeBron couldn't even talk to him. I mean, it is what it is, man. Yeah. That guy's washed up. I I mean, you're you're right, JJ. I mean, so some of the things that are interesting. What you said, I think what Perloff was just talking about how Kyrie loves to be the contrarian, right? This is the one thing I worry about sometimes with Kyrie. I, I've seen this a little bit on social media and other places. Like, oh, he doesn't mean it. You know, he's not, you know, anti-Semitic or he's just clueless. Well, it's dangerous. And you can say you're not anti-Semitic, but what are your actions saying? Because I don't want to just like, you know, say, oh, he's just crazy. What JJ say, he smokes weed. I don't even know if he does, but a lot of people smoke weed and they're not anti-Semitic. And like, I think you almost give him a pass when you just say he's clueless because this is damaging. Oh, absolutely. But I, I actually, I don't even know if the focus should be on Kyrie right now and maybe the team. I mean, mm. yeah, aren't they tacitly they endorsing this? So it's Definitely. one thing if it's one player. Now it's a team in the NBA and kind of a little bit the NBA. I, I everyone wonder, is, I think everyone has their hands on it, but Kyrie is like, has to be accountable for his actions. Absolutely. But you're oh, right. 100%. Everyone else around him is just like, yeah, I mean, there, think, it's toothless. Let me ask you something, and maybe I'm in the moment. Do you think this will sort of eat at the NBA's popularity a little bit? 
I, I just think the two most, two of the most high-profile teams, the Nets and the Lakers, have all these negative storylines. Maybe it's good because they keep the news cycle going. I mean, the Nets stuff looks like cupcakes compared to what the, the yeah. Lakers looks like cupcakes yeah, compared yeah. to what the Nets are going through. Right, but just the fact that the NBA has really just dominating negative storylines where nobody's really talking about what's happening on the court. I mean, we say that about the NFL. We wondered if the Deshaun Watson story was going to hurt the popularity, and it ultimately ends up not. Um, this is a different. Um, well, they did just fire their coach today because they were two and five. It's it's it is different because they're. Because to me, this whatever's happening with Kyrie off the court crosses onto the court. Yep. Like the toxicity of him as a person is obviously crossing into the, the high, one of the highest profile teams. It's kind of ruining Kevin Durant. It's probably Kevin Durant's got one or two years to win a title. It's probably going to be ruined by Kyrie uh, because of the COVID stuff, because of all this stuff. So my take is I, I just kind not my take. My question is I just feel not excited about the NBA right now because of this. I feel like, ugh, I don't, I, you know, I get the Nets games at home. I'm like, I can't watch them right now. Yeah, I mean, nobody's... It's just too distracting. It's Yeah, and I, I can't imagine people, like, yeah, sitting down to watch the Nets. I mean, you, you can't really feel right. good about it, nor should we feel good yeah. about it. Like, if, you know, I know that sports is supposed to be a distraction, and people love it for that, and yes. we love it for that. I mean, we get to be in the sandbox of life. I mean, how lucky are we? We get to talk about it for a living. But some stuff you just can't ignore. You know, even yeah. if you want to be totally turn your brain off after work or, you know, dealing with your family or whatever it is. Like it's right there in front of your face. It's just, yeah. it almost feels like an endorsement. It's weird, but just by watching it, I had the same thought. And it's funny because I live right by the Barclays center. Yeah. I drive by it all the time. Remember I famously got in trouble for taking a photo of Spencer Dinwiddie on the side of the arena and say, who's this guy? And Spencer <laughs> I do not Dinwiddie. remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did you not know who Spencer Dinwiddie it was? It was his first year there. It was a second round pick out of nowhere. And they had him up. They nowhere. had no did he go to USC. Where'd Spencer, he went to where? Oh, Colorado. Colorado. He's from LA. I'm okay. sorry, was Spencer Dinwiddie a college star I was supposed to know? Where, where was he drafted? Um, but, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, everyone knows him. Spencer Dinwiddie, it was a point. Second round pick. He's a second round pick of the Nets. I tell you, in his second year, he was on the side of the arena. That's when the Nets were Like fully, his picture, not him actually standing there. three players. Yes. It was Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and somebody else. Jared and, Allen, probably. Uh, probably Spencer Dinwiddie, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I didn't know who he was at the time. A second round pick out of Colorado. <laughs> uh, I did not. And I'm like crucial part of the rebuild. And I actually tweeted out, I'm like, this is who the Nets are promoting. I don't even know who this is. I thought for a second you took an actual picture of actually Spencer Dinwiddie. No. It was just like, who is this? So anyway. like, well, I don't think that was that doesn't add up. It did go well. Because Spencer Dinwiddie quote tweeted me and said, "I'll show you who I am." <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's awesome. I actually yeah, appreciate and then Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie became a really good player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Still is a good player, Matt. So just so we're clear about Spencer Dinwiddie's career director, he was drafted by the Pistons in the second round, went to Grand Rapids for a long time, then the Windy City Bulls, and then, <laughs> then, he's then, seasoned. then he was on the net, <laughs> and he scored like 10 points a game, and he made the side of our arena in gigantic, like 20 sides. So anyway, but the point was, now I'm going to drive by the Barclay Center, and I'm honestly going to go, ugh. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. I don't want any part of this. I'm not going to go. I was invited to a game. Uh, at the end of the month, I don't. I don't even want to go. No, I mean, and honestly, I, I had such a bad vibe about this team anyway because of the fact that Katie wanted out. Yeah, Kyrie has been a jerk even before this. He's not been a good dude. He's yep. said a lot of hurtful things. This is just for me the straw that broke the camel's back. And also, they're not a good team. They don't really play team basketball. We'll see if that changes with Udoka, who's a really good coach. Yeah. But uh, well, I'm, you were I'm out, out on this team when Ben Simmons got traded. Oh, and oh, that's the other thing. I, I, isn't it amazing that Ben Simmons is not even in the top 10 of your problems as a team? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 
That's a great point. And where ben is Simmons ben isn't even where? close to like one of the problems on this team, yeah. even though he hasn't played in the last two games. Yeah, and uh, a knee problem. And That's well, a new one. And, he's, and he airballed a layup. <laughs> he airballed a layup. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, this. You're, like you said, the Kyrie Irving statements are completely different. It's level. a totally different, totally different story. Yeah. But it does fit on the the Nets should move on from this guy. They should just start over because whatever's happening off the court is clearly seeping into the team. Well, and that, and also like. Now you're firing Steve Nash and you're replacing him with Udoka, who, yes, is a great coach, but, like, the... It, we're Firing not, scandal from a team that made the but, NBA Finals. <laughs> and that's not even your top five problems. I mean, like, the guy was literally the subject of, like, an investigation about an improper yeah. relationship. We still don't know the full details of it. And it's like, yeah, no, this is guy, this guy's going to be our coach. Yeah, this yeah. is what's going to put the fire out. It's like... He's dealing with his own fallout. Is it just distraction? Just like, hey, look over here and forget about this over there. I mean, could, could uh, be. that would be some 3D chess. <laughs> like, please don't look at our anti-Semitic point guard while we hire a, a coach that's currently suspended from the team. Gosh, while Ben Simmons airballs layups and KD requests another trade, at least we have this train wreck of a head coach. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember when... It's like Rex Ryan yeah. used to be like, basically, like take all the, yeah, you know, yeah, all the heat all the heat for his team. Huh. Yeah, I mean... I remember it was so long ago, but I'm old enough to remember when Kevin Durant was super high in an interview with Dave Letterman and made me wonder about his incentive <laughs> to be the greatest ball player of all time. Oh, man, the good old days. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. over the summer when he told David Letterman that he oh, yeah, gets like, up yeah. and I'm high every right day. now. I'm high right now. I think he was doing that to impress Letterman. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, impress. I loved it. <laughs> I actually gained respect for KD. I thought, you know, I, I like this guy again. Yeah, a guy wearing a, a cardigan sweater to go play shuffleboard. <laughs> it was yeah. all on brand. Yeah. Buy pickleball teams? Yeah, I know. He is buy, He did buy a pickleball team. I admit, I do sometimes what when a I, disaster. Tw- I tweet about the Nets, not the Kyrie Irving thing. I do wonder. KD seems to find random tweets and go after that person. So if you say something mean about KD, you might get some heat on the other end. No, I mean, but listen... Like, where's Katie now? I, and he's not going to say anything. And I'm not looking no. for him to because he's been disappointing in that sense for a while. Like, he would not, you know, he can't, he doesn't want to be that guy, you know? Yeah. And holding people accountable or being able to tell people the truth, which is whatever you might believe, even if it's hateful, hurtful, like, now you're just straight, which is disgusting in and of itself. But, like, now you're hurting the team. Like, KD, who's, yeah, how are we going to remember the last years of KD? Getting swept by the Celtics? Oof. And now this? And I I find it very hard to believe that somehow this turns into, like, a galvanizing thing. You yeah. know? Because that's generally why you fire your coach. Yeah. Is because you want to get some positive momentum. Like, your Phillies. You're wearing your Phillies jersey today. Yeah. That was amazing. That was incredible. Rob like Joe Thompson, Girardi greatest gets coach fired. ever. They're like eight games under 500, and now they're in the freaking World Series. Well, I mean, the Nets do it. everything we say about Curry. He's incredibly talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball. He's always been that way, though. Yeah. But that also can't like be the mask on. Yeah, from a, just a on. pure basketball standpoint, as a Sixers fan, the only thing that Udoka makes me a little nervous, a little nervous, because it, his Celtics just outplayed us and were outcoached, outcoached the Sixers. So well, maybe I'll put you Doc with, Rivers. I mean, line up. Hey, that's our coach there. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. For how long? Well, the, the Sixers are four and four now. Congrats, you're 500. Um, okay. <laughs> Coming up, more trades at the deadline. We have about 20 minutes left in the NFL trade deadline. Who needs to make a trade before the clock strikes for Eastern? Get to that in just a moment. Time for a CBS Sports update. Here's Rich Ackerman. 
Welcome back to Mackey and Perloff. Oh, it's time. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. We love this. Perloff and I get to guess who we think Stu made the Navy Federal got Defensive it. Player of the I Week. I got it. You already have it? <laughs> I, I think I know. Okay, go. So this is confusing because it happened last night, but I think Miles Garrett is a strong front runner. You know, and Stu hasn't done a Monday nighter. No, no, but you're right. He tends to go to Sundays. He's, you know, he's upset because last week I suggested Marco Wilson, the Cardinals guy who flipped in the end zone, and then yeah. he won Defensive Player of the Week. And <laughs> so uh, Stu was upset by that. Yeah, Stu said oh, I should have done that because he had a meme and he won Defensive Player of the Week. Wait a minute, okay, but we Stu hasn't done the NBA in a while. He has not done NHL yet this year. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Stu just burst out laughing, I, yes. I feel okay. like that's a good. Uh, I mean, you know, it's all it's all fair game here with the I Navy don't Federal. I don't think if it's Game Six of the NBA Finals. If you go NBA over NFL at any point, Stu, then you're losing. College football, you're losing. we haven't gotten. College football, oh, oh, no, college last, football, the Ohio last week State we did guy. College football, didn't the we? Ohio State guy who had that incredible pick, but you wouldn't do him. I can't say his name, right? I'm sorry. I'm looking it up. Hmm. I don't think Stu would call out his own team. His own team got blanked by the Saints this week. I don't think he would do something about the Saints over the Raiders. Yeah, maybe Miles Garrett. Maybe Stu got busy this morning. Had to do something real quick. <laughs> Rush through it. Uh, Rush through. Um, um, JT Tuamalo is the guy I'm talking about. The guy, the, the Ohio State guy who is huge and somehow picked up a pass out of the air and ran it back for a touchdown. Did that have? Wait, any... what about the what about the the Broncos pick on? Uh, on the Jags in London kind of saved Nathaniel oh. Hackett's job, basically. Mm. Yeah, but that's more on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Wait, the one in the the one at the end or yeah. the one at the red zone? The one at the end. The one at the red zone was pretty incredible. The guy dove out of nowhere. I there know. were some good interceptions your week. That's it. This week. You're yeah. right. All right, Stu. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's your final one you're going with, Miles I'm Garrett? I'm going with Miles Who was the guy? Was that two weeks ago? Oh, it was two weeks ago when that <laughs> Monday night guy picked the ball off with one arm. Yeah, that Odell was Odell Beckham did? Yeah, okay. It was All like right. Odell Beckham, but an interception. What do you got, Stu? All right, Perloff was, was pretty close at one point. Uh, in Saturday's 44-31 win over Penn State, Ohio State sophomore defensive end JT Tuimoloau had six tackles, two sacks, two fumble recoveries, two interceptions, and a touchdown. Pretty close wow. to one point. I just said you that. You said him. Why well, wasn't you your final it, guess? But then you yeah. went away with you it. did go with Miles you've Garrett never as your gone, final guess. You've never gone college, but that guy is sick. Yeah, <laughs> he had a hell of a game. On Dude, Saturday. that catch he made uh, when a big guy catches a ball, rumbles down the field. There's something beautiful about it, yeah. and uh, that was pretty good. All right, I am I'm dialed in on Stu. I like you. Guys. You really, you guys are on the same like wavelength. You're sharing a brain. It's like yeah. three straight weeks for Perloff has at least at one point thought of the guy that I picked. Yeah, I know, and I'm fumbling around in the dark thinking well, about the NHL. Football, He's going you... goalies and... <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah, what are you going to say? DeAndre in that five block shots? <laughs> Nobody cares about NBA <laughs> yeah. right now at all. Well, except so, for the Nets who are just in the middle of a total firestorm. Brooke Lopez is blocking everybody. Maybe that could be the guy. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, is Monday night in play for this read? Because we do it on Tuesdays. Stu's so not going to give it away. There's well, no rules, you're saying? No, there's no rules. It we can be any Stu We need wants. a set of rules. Okay. Everything is in play. Everything, yeah, not but in play. Remember he said, I don't like to go back to Thursday night. So. It's, the, it's the defensive player of the week. Everything is technically in play. You got, you got a seven-day seven window. It's, All of a sudden, Samter's here. It's Tuesday. The week, you're right. It is the week. It is the defensive player of the week. It doesn't mean it has to start on Sunday. It could be Friday. I know. Or Thursday. Or Wednesday.
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think we know the days of the week. <laughs> Appreciate that. I don't really see anyone well, coming even out Tuesday of a Wednesday. Night the week before. <laughs> I don't think we see any Wednesdays coming. Nothing defensive happens on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good defensive performance on Wednesdays. Everybody knows and that. And it has to be really good to last six days. Yeah, it would have to be something By super way, special. Maybe, uh, maybe some World Series if there's some uh, good play. It's more likely to be on the Houston side, unfortunately, mm. for my Phillies. I know. See, but Stu doesn't like that because Stu's a Yankee fan. He's not going to be giving any love to the Astros. I'm not biased. If there's okay. a great Astros play or great Chargers or Chiefs play, it'll be it'll be up. It'll be in it'll play. Be nominated. Okay. Yes, I like that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's go to Sean in Oregon. Wants to talk about the Nets and the Lakers. Hey, Sean, what's up? Hey, you guys. How you been? We're all right. How are you? Not bad. You know, I heard you talking about the Nets and there's no fans out there. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not like a Nets fan, but I'm a star. I like watching the stars. Yeah. And the two teams that are most talked about are the Lakers and the Nets. And I'd love to see those teams finally get it together and meet in the championship. I'd like to see Westbrook get sixth man a year. I'd like to see Ben Simmons finally get it together and start doing something and showing somebody who he could be. And, uh, Sean, you living like in La La Land? It. What's going on out yeah, there in jo- Oregon? You all right? <laughs> you're joking, right? <laughs> this is you're not being no, serious. No, I'm huh? not. No, man. I like seeing people get together, and I like the star power. And those teams are having such struggles. And I like to see you know uh, Kyrie come out and apologize for you know anything he said. You know, I remember you know Myers Leonard said some stuff anti-Semitic here a few years back, and he still don't have a job. Yeah. Well, I you mean. Know, it was that that was awful. Myers Leonard said it was like that. That was ugh, that was so gross. He is also the the Miami Heat. And thank you, Sean, for the call. Uh, Miami Heat suspended him for a week. They fined him fifty thousand dollars. And this is the one thing about that though, which is sad but true. Kyrie Irving is a way better player than Myers Leonard. He means more to the Nets than Myers Leonard meant to any other franchises he played for. And so it is easier to cut ties with Myers Leonard than it is for Kyrie. You would think, like, in a world that might be just, that Kyrie would have any kind of repercussions for what he has promoted on his social media. You would hope there would be something, but that doesn't appear to be the case besides a strongly worded tweet from Joe Psy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah. I don't think anything is going to happen either. No, I don't either. Uh, how about Scott? He's in California. Hello, Scott. Hey, how are you? Hey, Maggie. Great. What's up? Um, I'm... Diehard Vikings fan, and my one of the things is I was just listening to other uh, sportscasts, and we're six and one, and we still it's just like um, there's like how are they six and one, and you know uh, Kirk Cousins is <laughs> yes. this and that. Yeah. But on November thirteenth, my, my biggest thing was the beginning of the year. I, my first game was our our first game was against the Packers in at home, but we beat them pretty hard, and then. A pearl, yeah. The Philadelphia kicked our butts really hard, but we went on a five-game run. But every time I hear any sports talk, it's ah, the Vikings are going to be one and done. It's just the same old thing every year. So I'm going to ask you this: What do you think about November 13th? We're going into your house. Ooh. If we win that game, um, then maybe the Vikings will be talked about. That's all I got. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, you're going to have to pour barbecue sauce all over your head. I was like, wait a minute. This is sounding like a pearl off bet. I can tell you why no one talks about the Vikings like that. Because they have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Nobody thinks Kirk Cousins is going to go on a four run, four, you know, a three or four win run in the playoffs. Just, I think that's the main reason. Kevin O'Connell, the other thing too, Kevin O'Connell 
is an unknown, and he doesn't look like a hard. You know, he's like an offensive guy. Yeah, it's hard to picture him going on a run in his first year too. So. I think there's a reason. Well, I think those are valid reasons, too, to not look at the Vikings as a Super Bowl team. I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, People no. are not taking them seriously despite their record, but I think those are the two big reasons why. I think there's another reason why, which is if you watch that Cardinals game, as yep. I'm sure he was watching it very, very closely, they the Vikings did everything they could to give that game away. It's just the Cardinals <laughs> are so much are more inept. You know, they're, they, they cannot be outdone. With the Kyler throwing picks, with the muff punt, uh, you know, all of that stuff. It was like, who is going to mess this up worse? And it turns out the Cardinals messed it up worse. I don't know how you can come out of that game feeling like super amped about the Vikings. You're amped, you're six and one, but that was like not an awesome display oh, yeah. of football. Well, I was reading about the Vikings have this pattern. They jump out early this year. They've jumped yeah. out early every game, let the opponent back in because they've gotten conservative on offense. And then won a close, weird game. So that seems like their pattern. But yeah, is that yeah. something that holds up in the playoffs? Well, yeah, they made I, a huge trade today. They yeah. traded for TJ Hawkinson from the Lions. Yeah. And this is the second time that the Lions and Vikings have traded. Remember, they traded during the draft. Yeah, I just, I look at some of their wins and I'm just not convinced. Much like the Eagles, they have beaten bad teams. Right. And even that win, remember they opened up and they beat Aaron Rodgers? That seemed like a huge deal at the time. Now it doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, the Packers really have struggled. So. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get your head around all these NFC teams because they really haven't played anybody. No, Be it the I, I Eagles, it. the Giants, Cowboys, the Vikings, they're all in the same boat right but now. But if I was a Vikings fan, yeah. I would probably be like, where's the love? I Of course. I totally, I mean, you're about to probably take a lead yeah. in the division that's going to be insurmountable. So that's uh, got to be exciting. Absolutely. Uh, okay, coming up. Oh, Perloff going against the grain. Plus, we will bring you the biggest trade of the day so far. We got that for you as the trade deadline six minutes away. It's Maggie Perloff.